0: You're listening to the Preppy Podcast, and I'm your host Patricia May Olson. I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode. But if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch and listen to past episodes at thepreppypodcast.com, and be sure to follow at thepreppypodcast podcast and me, Patricia underscore May underscore Olson on Instagram. friends welcome back to the preppy podcast this week i am so excited to have jillian of powderpuff collections join me today if you are someone who loves skiing or snowboarding um, or outdoors and just looking for a way to stay warm and stylish then you need to know about powderpuff collection and all about jillian so without further ado let's get into this week's episode All right, so please let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do.
1: Hi, I'm Jillian Moorhead, and I live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and I am the founder of Powderpuff Collection, which is a collection of sort of luxury-esque accessories. Um, We've branched into some apparel, but they are for winter, and they are all sort of lined in cashmere
0: and feel very cozy. Definitely. And I was just telling you that I discovered your brand um through a local trunk show here at uh the Jane Wynn store, which Janie I had her on the podcast probably a year or two ago, so people can go back and listen to that. Um, but I just loved the product, I thought it's so smart, it's it's cute and chic, unlike a lot of cold weather gear. So I'm excited to learn more about you and the brands. Um, But first I want to start at the beginning. I like always learning about um, childhood because I think that, you know, later looking back, there's so many overlaps or like, there's little things that now are part of your business today. I found with brands. Um, So tell me about your childhood. Where did you grow up? Were you someone as a kid that was like super entrepreneurial or creative or into fashion?
1: Um, so I grew up in Chicago, um, which is very cold in the winters, mm-hmm. yes. um, be hot in the summer. Um, but I always loved fashion, specifically mm-hmm. like not like a true um, creative kind of fashionista. I just loved um, classics. My mom is a, a like extremely savvy shopper mm-hmm. and is always extremely put together from head to toe. Everything looks good perfect in the sense it's all tailored. It's not all, you know, super high end. She has a nice mix, but she was sort of my, model in the sense of like looking put together, making sure your shoe looked right with your pant or your skirt. Um And she had always taken my sister and I to the mall all the time. I mean, I have a sister that's a year and a half older and that's kind of what we did. And we went to the mall, we looked around. I, I remember hiding in between the racks and um, I remember, you know, my first like really exciting pair of shoes that we all laugh about now. Um from Joan and David, if you remember them, but uh, it was so. I was always sort of immersed in clothes, I guess, um, but not in a sort of a weird, gluttonous way. It was just looking and seeing kind of what was out there and what was new. Um, and from like the earliest pictures of me, I always had on a scarf, which I don't understand why. I was always, I always was sick as a child too, but I always. On a scarf, and I had like so many pictures of me were in those like turtle furs, like even inside. I was like, why was I in a turtle fur? But, yeah. um, so yeah, so that's sort of how I like grew up just around it. Um, yeah. and I always knew I wanted to be in fashion. I definitely.
0: That's so funny. I feel like a lot of us, um, me too, my grandmother was someone that she'd babysit me a lot when I was little and I just going into her closets and playing with her furs and her scarves and I feel like she instilled that love of fashion. And like you said, it's not, it's not this superficial thing, but more of like a great appreciation for these beautiful things, you know?
1: Right, right, right.
0: So uh, tell me about then when it came time um, for college, where and what did you end up studying? Um, and did it have to do with fashion or was it something completely different? So I
1: told my parents when I applied to school. So I was a dancer um, growing up. Like that was my sport. I did dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I applied. I said, I'm only going to New York City. Um, and I uh, my parents were like, well, you're not going to NYU. Uh, because that's just too big and we, we don't feel comfortable with that. So I said, okay, I'm going to Fordham University. And their dance program was affiliated with Alvin Ailey, which is, if you know dance, it was like a very, um, they are the best modern company, I think, in the world. And so I could go to New York City, I could be there, and I could also dance with one of the best companies in the world. So that was sort of, I only applied to one school. I said to my parents, I'm leaving and I'm not coming home. I'm really close to my parents. So that concept is like very weird in the sense of I was like, I'm not coming home. But I, you know, so they dropped me off and I was so ready. Um, when I got to Fordham, I initially was like, well, I'll major in communications or, and I, and I don't even know what that was. But then I sort of, I changed my major to English because um, I thought I was going to be a writer and maybe go into journalism, fashion journalism. Um, and so then I stayed at Fordham for all four years. And when I graduated, I was sort of like, well, I'm not where I want to be mm-hmm. at all. Um, and so I then went back to school. I went to the Fashion Institute and was able to like make a lot of connections and get into the fashion industry through the Fashion Institute. So that was, um, it was sort of a hard decision at one point. So I was like, should I go home? Should I not? I really want to work in fashion. I don't know what capacity, like I'm okay with just starting it from the ground up. But Mm -hmm. I, um, so I went to the Fashion Institute and
0: that really opened a lot of doors for me. Yeah. So you found your way back to fashion then, it sounds like. My way back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So after you went there then, what was your first career out of college in the fashion industry then?
1: So I was an intern at Chanel, which was sort of a, uh, I just randomly applied to their internship program and I was, they accepted me and I started in shoes and I loved it and then I moved over to accessories and that was really fun and it was, but at the same time, it was sort of, I mean... I don't know. It was hard. I spent a lot of time in the accessories closet, just organizing and looking. I mean, the Chanel accessories closet was pretty fabulous. Oh my Uh, gosh, I can't imagine. (laughs) It was great. But I learned a lot. I learned a lot about wholesale. I learned a lot about presentation, um, just sort of how working in an actual business works. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was really fun. And then from there, I went to Ralph Lauren, which is where I spent the majority of my career, all of my
0: so tell me then about Ralph Lauren. I mean, I feel like everyone knows that brand, especially being the preppy podcast. I think he epitomizes preppiness, but tell me what you did there um, during your time.
1: So I started, so my parents were sort of, so the Chanel internship obviously was not paid. Uh, and my when I graduated, my parents sort of said like, if you wanna stay in New York, like we're not gonna support you, um, which is normal, I guess. Um, okay. Then so I was like so I got a job um, at the same time I was at Chanel, but at um, doing holiday help at Ralph Lauren. And so basically, I sold on the men's floor of uh, Sport. It was when it was Sport um, on Madison Avenue, and I really liked it i mean i sold uh menswear which was very different from anything i had ever done but basically in order to stay you had to be the top seller on the floor during the holiday period so (laughs) i hustled and i i was able to stay and I, i worked in on the men's floor for about a year and then they promoted me to women's manager i just i think when you start working at ralph lauren either you love it and you're part of it and you just sort of, you love the people, you love the atmosphere, um, or you do, or it's not the right fit for me, mm-hmm. it was the right fit. And I loved it. Um, and I just kind of moved around within the company. Um, I happened to have, uh, Ralph's son happened to be one of my customers, which is sounds mm-hmm. sort of funny, but, um, yeah. one of my customers and, we got along like sort of very well and he always thought that I should be doing more. Um, And so he helped me get into the buying office. And then I moved from working in the stores to the buying office. Um, And that was a big leap, but it was really fun. And I worked for their brand rugby, um, which was like very preppy, but they, and, and then I moved on to, I ended my career at Ralph Lauren as the director of merchandising for, women's polo and a few years ago they launched women's they relaunched polo for women which people Mm -hmm. didn't realize didn't exist but it it um it 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 relaunched and it was super fun and I did that and then I moved to Jackson
0: (laughs) yeah oh my gosh what an amazing career and you know just Ralph Lauren's just so great so what was the decision then to leave that career and then move tell me about that thought process
1: so i didn't want to leave at all um, i my husband uh, had moved to jackson hole uh probably 7 years prior to me moving and we dated long distance for a while and one day he flew to new york and said like proposed and i was like oh no i guess i should move now um <laughs> Which I always wanted, obviously, to marry my husband, but I yeah. was not, I was like, we're living in Jackson Hole. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know about this. Um, and so that was what, uh, had, you know, that's how I moved. And okay. I waited a little bit and then eventually moved and we got married and I had um, our first son right away. So it was Aww. hard to
0: get back to work. Yeah. Yeah. So when did Powder Puff collection come about? Like what was the inspiration or the aha moment then in this journey?
1: So I was always um so I really which is funny about people that live in Jackson either you love you come for the summer and you end up staying for the winter or you come for the winter and you end up staying for the summer. Um I am a true winter person in Jackson. Like mm-hmm. I love to ski. I, when I first moved, I was not very good. Now I can ski. Um, but it, that sort of, I, I just love the winter, but I, and I, of, of course I also love the winter is because there's so many things like ski clothes are really fun to buy. Um, yeah. and looking kind of chic on the ski hill was like, Oh, a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> I can buy. Um, so that was, um, a, but I was very like, not like happy with, sort of the scarf kind of buff situation. I, Mm -hmm. I always cold. Um, I'm a smaller person, but, but I'm always cold. So it kind of ruins it when you get cold when you're skiing and I sort of thought, and and what was out there, a lot of the buffs and neck gaiters and were either they would get wet, um, or they just were not, they felt like, eh, that's not so special. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to in 2020 during the pandemic, like, like most people were home and they were just sort of like, what can I do? And I said to my husband, I'm going to make this. So it's going to be sort of like a jacket on the outside. So it'll be water repellent, but then it's going to feel really soft on the inside. It'll be cashmere. Um, and I'm going to try to do it with recycled materials And just to make it so there's not so much waste out there and more and more stuff that we don't all need. Um, So I went to a sample room in New York and made one and like wore it around the ski hill that winter and like just around town. And people were like, what is that? I need to have one. I need one. And so I sold it really quickly to the resort and, you know, I had a couple trunk shows and people were like really into it. Um, And that's kind of how it started.
0: That's amazing. So, you know, I think what everyone's always really curious about is taking it from idea to an actual product and and something physical. So was, were you able to do that um, with some of the connections you had from your career in the fashion industry? Like how did you get it actually produced? Were there any tips on that? Were you Googling things? Um, Was that a long journey and process? It
1: wasn't like too much of a long journey. So I had a connection with another friend at Ralph Lauren who had just launched a menswear line. And he was, he's extremely um, successful, very talented. Um, And I just sort of asked him, what would I do? He's like, try, go to a different, you know, try to sample room. And I, I Googled sample rooms in New York in the fashion district. And that's where I kind of got connected to somebody And then they put me in touch with another person that could, the the hardest part is sourcing your um, materials. And so they put me in touch with somebody that could help source. And then it kind of all got put together. Um, It was a, it's not a, it was not a hard process to say. Mm -hmm. Very, um, it was a little bit frustrating because you're not really in charge. You're leaning on other people to help you do something. And I'm a very much of a control freak. And so I like to be in control, but it's, it's, um, you just kind of have to let it, let it go a little bit. I think there's other ways to do it though. I, I I think, you know, if you're willing to fly to China to meet with Mills, you know, there, you can sort of do it all on your, your own.
0: Yep. That makes total sense. Um, okay. So you have your, your first product then, Then did you create your website and social media? Did you do, you know, trunk shows and pop-ups? Tell me about getting the brand out there then as the next step.
1: Yeah. So I had a friend that I knew worked in PR and I called her and she had a little boutique PR firm and I sort of said, okay, now what do I do? I have a product. I sold it to one wholesale client and they really liked it. I mean, it was small units, like very small units. And they, um, uh, She was like, well, you need to make a website. I was like, I don't know if I want to make a website. Like, I don't want to be on a website. And she's like, you need to make a website and get an Instagram uh, name for your business or buy your name. Um, And so I did that. And I enjoyed doing the website process. Like, that was sort of fun. And then um, she kind of created a deck um, with a product. And she then pitched it to different stores. Um, which was really helpful for me. And, you know, a couple of stores were like, we'll try it. We'll give it a go. And some of it was consignment, which was I was like, that's fine. And some of it they wholesale, they bought it outright. Um, Mm -hmm. And what happened was everybody who bought it that first season sold out. They kept asking me for more. Yeah. So I was like, they're like, do you have have more? And I was like, oh, sure. You know, it it isn't like all like uphill all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm learning. Um so I, I grew really fast um for a small brand in the beginning and with the different wholesale accounts. Um and that was really fun. But then it got to, you know, and then like year two, I guess, two and a half. Um, I sort of I wanted to be more like in front of the customer. I wanted to see kind of what was happening. Um And I moved into more of the world of trunk shows. Okay. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm curious also, you know, it it sounds like you were really successful that first year. Um, I think people, when they travel, like uh, go on vacation on ski trips, they want to buy things. They're in the mood to buy. So that's that's amazing and, and works in your favor. How do you balance then... Um, When it's off season for you, basically, because when it's summer and not as many people are, you know, wearing cold weather gear.
1: Yeah, that's that's a that's my stressful point. Yeah. Um, so I so I design the line sort of. I'm in the process of designing for 24, like mm-hmm. the I sort of my season is really end of September through February, okay. um, and so I'm designing for next fall into the winter um now and then i order my product in march and then it just i hold i try to sort of like reach out to different people to see sort of what trunk shows are going to happen get like excited about things um maybe add a couple like smaller boutiques if i think they're the right boutique um uh, but pretty much it's it's on hold and then things ramp up in september and that's when it gets really exciting be honest. This is like March through August is you get nervous. I mean, I get nervous. Um, so, and I'm a true. Everyone says, "Why don't you try to like add a summer product?" Because that's not who we are. We're like yeah. very winter. It's a winter capsule, and that's kind of what I love. And what I love about the brand is that it's it's for cold weather.
0: And I noticed you've done um, some collaborations with some other brands and stuff so I'd love if you could talk on that and the benefits to that as well.
1: So that's part of my
0: growth strategy is like just
1: doing more collaborations and I think the collaborate the collaborations are really fun and it's I'm an easy brand to collaborate with because basically a brand who has a signature print or a signature design, Um, We work together, we put it on my product, and then it's um, the collaboration. So my first collaboration was with Veronica Beard, which was Mm -hmm. huge. Um, They sent me, somebody was wearing my product, and they happened to be good friends with um, the team at Veronica Beard. Mm -hmm. And they called me and they were like, we would love to do something together with you. And they sent me one of their prints and we put it together and it was really, really fun. And it did really well the first year and the second year. And then from them, um, I live in Jackson Hole, obviously, as you know, but Lila Rose is in Jackson as well. And she happened to be wearing one of my products one day and and I saw her on on the ski hill and I was like, you know, introduce myself. And she was like, I love this. Oh, my goodness. This is the best idea. This is so great. And she's so great anyway. So she's so creative. And so fabulous. And so then she did a collab print and that was super successful. Um, I have a really good friend who um, is very interesting. She does trunk shows um, and she only puts together sort of the best brands in the best way and the best place. And it's kind of, she doesn't take everyone. Um, Her business is called Crescent Collection and, and she's Alexa, um, Scanlon is her name, and she's so fabulous, but she put me in touch with Kara Kara. and then I did a, a collaboration with Kara Cara, and she also put me in touch with Wynn. Um because we were at a trunk show together, so she does these really cool, um, very uh, specific trunk shows all over the country, and it's just, it puts, it gives me a lot of um, connections that, yeah. that are really
0: I think that's so smart there for people listening um, is kind of figuring out who you know that might be able to connect you with others and willing to do so. Um, And also, if you see someone naturally wearing your product, that makes sense to reach out about a possible collab. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Now, I'm curious, what is your favorite part about having your own business, having Powder Puff Collection, and then what's the hardest part for you, the part that you, you know, dislike?
1: My favorite part is doing the events and seeing everyone so happy and, like, coming in and be like, this is such a great idea. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I do – and I also like uh, developing a new product. Um, the worst part is the financial part and just being, like, very – like, the back of house. I – do not like at all
0: <laughs> everyone that I interview I feel like majority says yeah the back end the number stuff the the spreadsheets that sort of thing
1: yeah I mean and I really used to like it when I was at Ralph Lauren and like putting together the line and making sure everything fit perfectly with margin and the assortment but doing it myself is like ah uh, it's very overwhelming to me um so oh, yeah that's maybe in the future I'll find somebody to help
0: um what is your favorite product that you have or style or, or print and then what would you say is the best seller maybe someone who's new to um finding your brand like what would you say and recommend that they try as their first product from you
1: um so definitely try the pullover scarf that is like hands down our best product um cream which is funny enough is the best selling color um, and it's, but it's lined in navy cashmere and you can wash it. So people worry about the cream, but the cream goes with a black jacket, a camel jacket, a bright color jacket, a navy. jacket. It goes with everything and it sort of pops. Um, and it looks pretty luxe on the cream is a really pretty cream. And, um, so that is our best selling without question. And my favorite product right now is the vest. I know it's new, but I can't stop wearing it. Um, I wear it under my ski clothes. It keeps me warm. I wear it. My kids play hockey. I wear it to the hockey rink under my coat. Like I wear a longer coat. It keeps me warm. And like you see the pop of the collar um, and it looks like what's, you know, what's in there. And I, I mean, it just, cha- it changed my whole ski and winter outdoor wardrobe because it just it keeps you warm but it's not super puffy and it looks cute when you take off any coat you have this cute vest on um I love it and a bunch of people that I sold it to like during the holiday season were like oh my gosh this is so great and how did we not this was like my piece like they were all excited they kept emailing me saying like this is the best piece like how did we not have this in our wardrobe so
0: <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about the vest then um the decision to add you know another product to your collection and then are there more that you plan on adding in terms of maybe more clothing or um different accessories
1: Um so I wanted to add the vest because I wanted another layer underneath my coat but I also wanted something that like when I took off my coat I had this like cute vest on um and I liked I, lo- I mean, I love a vest and I like sort of what was out there, but I didn't have the shape and the sort of the co- the way that my collar stand in um, in my wardrobe. And I also didn't want a lot of vests that are there, out there right now, like have a waist that felt like too kind of, I don't know, um, lady to me. I wanted it to feel a little more boxy, a little short. I just, I, I wanted something... Um, that was different from what was out there, knowing that there's so many vests out there and there's so many great vests out there. There's nothing wrong with anything there, but I just wanted something different and I wanted it to be lined in cashmere because it keeps you warmer. Like, and it has nice insulation and then it has the nylon um, quilting on the top. But I, so I, I just felt like, well, this will be a fun add to my, my wardrobe. And then I sold it and people, really liked it. I mean, it's very small in comparison to the pullover and the, the pullover puff scarf and then the wrap scarf and the first scarf. They're, I mean, it's small, but I think it's a really nice piece to have. Um, I don't think in the next like, year or so I'm going to do another apparel piece, but I am going to um, increase the offering in the scarf. So just okay. doing a few things that are different um next year that don't feel like as outdoorsy maybe like a little um late like sort of lady or like a a little more feminine um so that is what I'm working on we'll see how it goes
0: awesome who would be your dream customer i love asking this question because I get such great answers but you know any celeb or royal or influencer like who would be your absolute dream to wear a powder puff collection
1: well Gwyneth obviously mm. yes I mean she is so fab and I would love um to see her in it skiing and her sporting um so I, I mean in terms of like I, I mean obviously like it would be so great to see Kate Middleton like going on the slope with my like papa, and, like that would be awesome but like, you know that's big that's big. Um, and uh, but you know a major goal is obviously I think to have um, just like uh, some more like sort of press about it so people learn like what is this you know because there isn't anything out there like it it's different um, yeah. and to see it styled in a cute way on a lot of people is really um, it's fun and I and I think that. There's a lot of room to grow and we've only sort of scratched the surface of people that who have it. And I think there could be so many more.
0: Definitely. Now, since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? So how would you describe Preppy?
1: So I would describe Preppy as classic Mm -hmm. with a little bit of pink and green. (laughs) So. (laughs) I think there is, a, you know, it's like prep, preppy, like feels, um, it does feel classic, but it's not, but classic doesn't, I don't always associate the two of them together. I think preppy is, has a little bit more of like a fun side to it, mm-hmm. where classic can also have like a side of, more of a chic side, but yeah,
0: that's kind of how yeah, I see That's a good it. answer. Um Is there a resource that you could recommend for people listening um, in terms of business? Like, is there a podcast, a book you read, a newsletter, or maybe a group you're part of um, that you'd recommend people check out in terms of business advice or, you know, business inspiration?
1: Um, Yes. So I love it. I don't know if it's business inspiration, Mm -hmm. but I love the podcast from Capital. I don't know if you thought, uh, with Laura Van uh, Um okay. What We Wore. It's like very yes. – it's great. I love it. And then I just started listening to a new podcast that's a little bit bigger um, that is – I'm just looking up the name of it. Um, it's all about entrepreneurs and how they launch their business and the ups and downs. Um, mm-hmm. I happen to be listening to the story of Aviator Nation um, oh, yeah. recently. And it was, um, it's how I built this. Yes, uh, that's a good one. I'm
0: a big fan of that one. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's kind of fun just to hear other people's stories. I love the podcast.
0: So. Yes. <laughs> okay. um, so, you know, I think you are the queen of snow then with Powderpuff Collection. Where are some of your favorite vacation destinations then? Um, obviously, Jackson Hole is a great place, but anywhere else? for snow. Yeah. Or
1: um so I love, my best friend lives in Aspen. And so we take a little um my husband and I go to Aspen uh once a season to ski there and they have much better restaurants and shopping. <laughs> um just a cute little town. So Aspen is super fun um which I'm sure people know. Um uh we also this past winter our mountain closed early and uh, my husband had had a terrible ski accident, so he wasn't skiing. But we wanted like our little boys, our diehard skiers, um, just every day um, would ski. And they were really sad when the mountain closed. So wow. we took them to Deer Valley, um, and we skied. They had their season was open a week longer, so we skied there, and it was really fun. And it's different; it's much different skiing than here. Um, it's more family oriented. There's more groomers. They really liked the, there's a race course that they can go into. Um, But, so that was really fun. Um, But I haven't really explored too much out of Jackson because Jackson's pretty fabulous.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, So I know we talked a little bit about sneak peeks, what you're working on, um, but also anything else in terms of, you know, sneak peeks that you want to share? Any trunk shows or pop-ups maybe coming up in February? So right
1: now I don't, I'm doing like a little fun um, sort of giveaway collab um, at the end of the week. So people can stay tuned for that. It is um, with a fun partner that I'm sure you know. And um, so if they want to check back for that. And then um, in February, I'll probably do some um, little pop-ups in Jackson or another ski town, um, but nothing um, super set. Uh, right now. I just sort of coming off of Christmas where, and the holiday season, I, I was gone all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, like all the time, but I think, um, you know, as I mentioned before, like, and I think your listeners should really look mm-hmm. in following Crescent Collection because she has some really cool things happening and she's always up for, um, new brands, great trunk shows, great people. And, um, We'll see where she's going to pop up next
0: as well. Amazing! So my final question is, where can people find you? Let them know your website so they can shop and buy the Powderpuff Collection. Um, and then obviously the Instagram, Facebook, any social media that you want them to check out.
1: Um, great. Yeah, so we are powderpuffcollection.com is our website. And all of our product is on our website, if available. Um, our Instagram is at Collection. And you can also find us um, at some um, different wholesale or such carries us, um, and they have a nice assortment, as well as Backcountry and uh, Maisonette. So there's three different like larger wholesale um, distributions that you can find us at.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Jillian. This was so fun learning more about you and your business today.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.